Welcome to the Emotional Mastery Podcast. I'm your host, Rochelle. I'm a holistic human design health coach, and this podcast is here to support you in your journey to understanding and regulating your emotions, to help you remember who you are, to ground into your knowing, and to support you in all things spiritual, emotional, and health, mind, body, and soul. I bring some amazing guests to share their story with you, and my goal is to have conversations that are supportive of wherever you find yourself in your journey. I thank you so much for being here. This podcast started as a space to just share my voice, and over the years, it has become so much more. Thank you so much for being here, and thank you for your support. Now, enjoy the show. Welcome back to the Emotional Mastery Podcast. This is Monday. I don't even know what day it is tomorrow, Monday, (laughs) whatever day that is. I think it's the 16th, 14, 15, 16. Yeah, the 16th. And today we're going to talk about um, our nodes, profile and cognition. I'm going to touch a little bit on cognition. I mentioned it last week. So I'm just going to sort of um, revisit that. First, I want to say, holy eclipse, like the things that have happened over the past 72 hours, let's say, have been wild so many shadows and the eclipse, I'm going to try and get through this without crying. The eclipse is here to show us where we need to close chapters and where we need to open chapters. And the nodal axis that the eclipse is in is Aries and Libra. This is my personal nodal axis. So my north node is in Aries and my south node is in Libra. And so Aries is all about assertion. It's all about action. It's it's movement. It's ruled by Mars. It's quick. It's fiery. It's about the self, right? And the shadow of Aries can be selfishness. And in contrast, Libra is all about the other, right? So Aries is the start of the zodiac and Libra is the start of the collective, the relationship aspect of the zodiac. And so you have these contrasting things where Libra is about balance, peace, harmony, justice, right? It wants things, it can be it can be a people pleaser, right? So wherever your nodal axis is, the north node is what you're being called to step into in this life and your south node is where you may find comfort. Where when you are triggered, you lean into the energy of the south node. So that can be people pleasing. And so this is a theme that has really really come up in my life. And this is a nodal return for me personally. So wherever your nodal axis is, whenever the nodes switch into that are massive lessons. And it's about 18 months that we're in that sign and that nodal access collectively. And so I was sort of prepared a little bit because last eclipse season was really intense. I think that was like the first really deep low I had hit since I became sober. And I've had wine here and there a little bit over the past month. I think it was like, I don't know what day it was, September something, like maybe mid mid to like towards end of September that I had a glass of wine. And I've noticed every time I have, it's been like a glass, maybe two. I think the most I've had is two. I just don't feel good in my system. My body doesn't feel good. And so I've been reflecting on that over the past like 24 hours. And I think I'm just going to leave it because it doesn't serve me. I don't feel like it serves me. It masks I'm realizing why I used to drink, right? It was like masking the pain that I felt in all honesty. And so this past, again, 72 hours has been wildly confronting. And I'm realizing that, you know, yes, I have the podcast. Yes, I have a coaching business. Yes, you know, on Instagram. And I I show up a lot. And and that Leo part of me wants to be seen. But something that I'm I'm really realizing is like, I am actually terrified of being seen. When I have that attention on me, when somebody like actually sees me, I feel so unsafe and I'm realizing my self-sabotage patterns throughout all the years 
when the attention goes on me, I just, I like freeze. And it's so deeply uncomfortable for me. And part of my like anxiety, part of the thing that I'm always trying to figure out is not even so much the mental chatter, because I feel like I can witness that. I can journal on that. I can understand that as bullshit stories just taken from the past, applying to the present. I can sort of like bring myself in the moment, but it's the physical reaction that gets me. It's a full body, like shaking, sweating, rapid heartbeat. And, you know, I have the tools to come back and I can, right. When I come back to myself during meditation, when I'm feeling like super anxious during the day, I can always like have that space to come back to, but it's like in the moment when I'm having to face somebody or do something hard that like takes over the situation and it's really challenging. And I think like part of it, because somebody literally just asked me, what am I afraid of? (laughs) I think part of it is that underneath all of that, like I'm just unworthy, right? It's that limiting belief of being unworthy. Like if somebody sees all that anxiety or sees that like chaos inside, then it means like I'm like for what, right? And so I feel like I use my knowledge. I use what I know. And this is what outer authority, right? We talked last week about inner authority, your decision-making, right? Your mind is your outer authority and it's best used for other people. And that's like that outer authority where it's like, I can use that. I can use all this accumulated knowledge. I can use everything I've learned about my body and responses and I can use it for other people and it's beautiful. But then like when it gets focused on me, it's a real challenge. And again, it feels really unsafe. And so I'm sort of calling myself out here because I just really had this aha. And I think, you know, things may change. Um, I may have better a better understanding over it because it's literally in 24 hours and I usually take some time to process things, but that's sort of what's coming up. And it's uncomfortable. It's uncomfortable to face that and it's uncomfortable to feel that way. But I believe, like I said, the last weekend, like the last 72 hours have been wild. Like, <laughs> like you can't even make this stuff up, right? And so I just... Yeah, I'm navigating it. So I'll probably have more of a reflection maybe on Thursday's episode or probably next week. But so the nodes, again, I think I wanted to touch on the nodes because it is a really important part of your chart. So, you know, they talk about so your G center, which is the triangle in the middle. It's it's yellow, depending on what chart you pull. Your G center is your center for direction, for purpose, for love. If you have an undefined G center, which means it's in white, you are here to receive love, right? That is like your challenge in life. Um, Because I think a lot of times our, our struggles or our inability to like step into our worth and receive money and like all the things that we're trying to call in is is in receiving, right? It's like we can logically know all the things, but if we're not open, like actually truly open to receive, we we can't create the space for it. And if you have a defined G center, you're here to give love, right? You're here to share that. You you know your direction, you know your purpose. And so the G center is what they call the magnetic monopole. This is what Ra talks about. And it's essentially like this is like think about it's a monopole, right? It's one. Magnetic, it combines, it takes the personality, it takes the body, this illusion of separateness and it creates this one right? The center, it's your heart, right? It's essentially your heart space. And so you have the magnetic monopole, it's the driver, right? The personality side is your passenger. It's supposed to just be observing, right? But the personality and the mind are always like, well, no, this is what you should do. And we talk about backseat driver, that's essentially what your personality is. So it's like witnessing that and being able to be like, okay, I hear you, I see you, but also I'm not going to listen to you. Like you just need to look out the window and observe and give feedback or whatever. And then, so then this magnetic monopole and the road that we're driving on is the nodal axis. 
So your nodal access is hugely important, hugely important to your purpose, your journey in this life. There's so much to it. And so understanding that nodal axis, understanding your north node, understanding your south node, where is it? What sign is it in? What house is it in? What aspects are there? Because this will really help create the story, the path of your life. So if you look at human design talks about that nodal axis and being the first half of your life, and if we're looking from a Uranian perspective, that's 42 years. The first 42 years, you're sort of walking through that path of the South Node, right? You're accumulating the stories, the themes, all that stuff comes up. And then the purpose is to move through that and then come into the second half of your life where you're really embodying that North Node energy. And so really looking at your nodes and incorporating that into the story. And then your profile. So your profile is those those numbers, right? So um, for me, it's my son is in gate 23.6. So that's gate 23, but that six is my profile. It's my conscious profile. And then my unconscious son is in gate 30.3. So I'm a six, three in your profile. Each line has a different theme. And so when we combine these two, it really, some people say it's your purpose. I think it's the energy that you bring towards it. Um, but it creates your incarnation cross. And so that incarnation cross is essentially your purpose. You can Google it or sorry, the, the, let me backtrack your incarnation cross is and I don't even think I have that written down to talk about, but your incarnation cross is really important. It is, again, sort of your purpose, your journey in life. And it's the combination of the top two. So your sun and earth gate and your unconscious sun and earth gate. So for an example, my sun and earth is 2343. My unconscious sun and earth is 3029. So if you want to look at your incarnation cross, Google those two. Say so incarnation cross 2343 and then 3029, whatever that is for you, right? But those numbers, that 0.6 is going to be the profile, is the, the line quality of the incarnation cross, my personality, and the 0.3 is going to be the unconscious. So it, I hope that makes sense. So for me, that profile is at 6.3, and this is like 70% of your personality. So it, it and everyone, I love profile because everybody I reflect on, sorry, my kids are definitely awake and running around. Um, Okay, so we have those line qualities. So that's six three. There are twelve different profiles. So you have one three, one four, two four, two five, three six, three five, four one, four two. Oh my gosh, no four six. Sorry, four one four six, five one, five two, six two six three. <laughs> it's a lot. The twelve of them. But that first line, you think about a house. This is the way it's always described. The first line is the investigator. So. That first line needs safety and security to build the foundation. I also have an entire podcast episode, I believe, on the profile. So I will link that below so you can go and listen to that more in depth because this is I'm trying to condense it down. But that first line is the investigator. It's like it's the researcher. So they need to find fact find a lot of information to build that solid foundation so they can navigate from that. So it's the foundation of the house. Safety and security is so important for them and information provides that for them. The first line, because it is the bottom, it is the base, it is the foundation, there's a lot of insecurities with it. And it's all about the self, right? That they have to find that security within themselves to like process forward. So my daughter is a one three. And the amount of questions I get. And I understand that it's she needs that information to move forward and to really have a grasp and understand. But then she's also got the third line, which we'll get to, that she needs trial and error as well. And so like understanding that and guiding her. The second line is the hermit. Um, it's so much about relationships, though. So they use the example of the second line as the person. There's they have so many natural talents, right? And people will call them out. They hermit. They like to be by themselves. They like to work on their talents. They like to cultivate their talents, and then people will draw them out. So it's like the the second line is like the artist or the dancer. There's 
Richard Rudd uses the example of the dancer a lot, just like that raw, like just dancing in your own energy and not really even noticing who's seeing you. But yet you're doing it in the first floor. The windows are open. The blinds are open. The lights are on. And there's a parade walking by and everybody can see you. Right. And then they're going to come in. They're going to call you out. Be like, wow, can you come join a parade? Wow. Can you dance for us? Or like whatever it is. So you have a lot of talents. You like to hermit. You want to be left alone. That's what they always say. The second line wants to be left alone. But people will always come and be like, share, come be with us. So it is very social. It's 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 about relationships. So depending on the setup, right? Um, two fours are very social, but they also like really, really hermit. And so it's really discerning who you're going to let call you out, who's going to draw you out, who you're going to allow to draw you out. The third line is the hermit. It is the martyr. Sorry, the third line is not the hermit. That's the second. The third line is the martyr. And so the martyr it's all about bonds made and broken. It's all about trial and error. It's all about failure. If you are a third line, if you have a third line in your profile, failure is part of life. You need to reframe failure because if you feel like you're a failure, like you, you, this is your process. It's bonds made and broken. So especially in relationships, you're going to constantly be breaking those bonds to repair them. And so you need this constant cycle of that in your life. Okay, this is gonna be more challenging than I thought. Um, so that third line, that's the process. The fourth line is the opportunist and the networker. So they get their opportunities from their network, right? So the fourth line, now we're getting into the to the like second floor of the house, right? They're like up there and they can just like and and they are so much about relationships and and in community because that's where they gain their opportunities from, right? They usually will have something in place before they leave something. So whether it's a relationship or a career, they have to have something in place. Um, and they really like to build like a friendship, especially if we're talking about romantic relationships, they have to have that friendship basis in order to move into that. Um, the fifth line is the heretic. And so this is like the journalist. It's they're so their theme is universal. They want to help like everyone. So there's an example, I think it's about the three, five. It's like, they're in the middle of a theater and the theater's burning and they're on fire and they're trying to tell people where to go and they're trying to give out water and they're trying to do this and they're trying to like help everything and be like everything for everyone. Um, and so that's like that that heretic, that that like fifth line energy is they really, people will come to them and they are projected on and they project outwards because it's always a mirror, right? And so this is a really powerful line quality to have. So whether it's in your conscious or unconscious, um, if it's in your conscious, then this is going to be like your mind and unconscious is your body. But that fifth line is really powerful. Um, it is really important part of the the progression, right? And then you have the sixth line. This is the role model. And it goes through three phases in life. The first 30-ish years, basically from birth to Saturn return, it operates as a third line. So if you are a 6-3, you operate as a 3-3, absolute chaos, trial and error. But wherever it is, it's going to be th that third line energy. So if you're 4-6, you have this, you're probably very, within that first 28, 29, 30 years, very trial and error in the in the way that you process, um, in, your, in your communities and your friend groups and all those things. Then from 30 to 50, you're what they call aloof on the roof, right? So you sort of detach from life and you take all of these experiences that you've had and you sort of just like watch and you make it all make sense, right? And you kind of get to like sit back and allow it. So six twos, if you have a six two profile, you're a role model hermit. So six twos, when they get up on the roof, like they're in heaven because they can hermit. They, that second line can do its thing and they just get to like watch and observe. Like I have some friends that are six twos and they will detach for a long time. And I'm like, where did you go? <laughs> because my six three over here is just like constantly, I get up on the roof, the third line pulls me down. I get up, the third line pulls me down. Like I can never actually fully like sit on the roof and like actually enjoy it. But that's part of the process, right? And then 50 onwards is where it sort of comes back down off the roof and it gets to re-engage with life 
as a role model. And so again, like these profiles, when you have that combination of whatever it is, they really are about 70% of your personality. And every single time I do a reading, like the profile always resonates with people. And of course, like profile and incarnation cross are really deeply linked because the profile is the line quality of your incarnation cross, right? So your profile, your incarnation cross, and your nodes are really important aspects to really deeply understand your purpose, your the energy you bring to that, your reasoning for life, I guess. And again, like pulling in astrology into that, like your nodes, there's it's so deep, right? Again, house, sign, aspects, all that will really give you a deep understanding of that nodal axis. And then your cognition. I talked about it last week and I, there's not really like too much to go into it. It's just, a, it's a really fun piece for me. Um, but it is something that you can really lean into in your decision-making. So it's taste, smell, touch, feeling, and inner and outer vision. So taste, it's like you kind of have to sample life, right? You're like, you're tasting experiences. You'll like know, especially when it comes to food, like you know if something is for you or or if it's not. Like you're gonna taste it and you'll know immediately, right? Touch, literally, it's like physical. Like you have to touch things. You have to touch those experiences. You have to like, like touch people. They're very affectionate people. Both my kids have touch cognition. My daughter has been sort of conditioned out of it, but my son is very touchy. Like he clings and he eats food with his hands. Like who will literally scoop noodle with a fork into his hand and then eat it. <laughs> like, okay. But, um, but it's very like touch, right? Um, and then you have smell literally people like your sense of smell is so important. And it's not even just like, oh, I smell onions. Right. But it's like, if you walk into an environment and it smells off to you, trust that because that is really your, your will help you make decisions about if something is for you or not feeling you're literally tapped into the energy around you. So it's so important to disconnect from technology because that will really interfere with your ability to feel, but you're really, really open to the energy. So I have this one and I think it's really important to protect your energy, to really be conscious of like where you're giving it away and like to come back to yourself. Inner vision is literally like inner vision. Your inner world is very vibrant, right? So like if you're deciding where you want to go eat, if you can visualize yourself sitting there and enjoying the food and the, and the company and the wine or like whatever, then probably it's for you. If you can't visualize it, then um, it's not for you. Outer vision is similar, but it's outer vision, right? Like your out external world Um is what will be. So if you go somewhere and it's not stimulating, like you can't see yourself there. Like if you're not like physically, if you don't feel it like that, um, then it's not for you. So you can check in your chart to see where that is and what that um, says for you. And you'll have a better understanding of like that decision-making and really like play with it, right? That's the thing. Human design is all an experiment. It's all an experiment. Um, And so experiment with it, have fun with it, play with it. If something doesn't feel good, leave it. If something feels good, take it, right? But it's all having you come into your body and out of your mind is really the purpose of it. And so again, you know, that that um, type strategy and authority, if you're not operating according to your type strategy and authority, all the other information really isn't going to make that much of a difference. You have to be operating from those spaces. So again, if you didn't listen to last week, go check it out. Talk about type strategy and authority so you can really understand what that means for you, what it looks like, experiment with it. If you have a defined sacral, definitely create a relationship with your defined sacral. And then the next really important parts are your, is your profile, your nodes and your incarnation cross. So really doing a little bit of research on those. Of course, you can always get a session. All that information is down below. But if you're just, you know, there's so much information online. Um, and so it can be really helpful to piece that together. So that is the little, I think I did it in, I don't know, 15, 20 minutes or something like that for this week. And the next time we're going to talk about astrology, we're going to talk about inner planets um, and then your gates and channels. Thank you so much for listening and I will catch you next week.